Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. You have found me at my little corner of the internet here at the Busy Mom Podcast, and I thank you for listening today. Um, A couple of really brief things I want to remind you of before I get on to the topic of the day. We have a fearless conference coming up February 26th and 27th in Vancouver, Washington. That is just around the corner, you guys. That is that is the weekend after this coming weekend. And we are so excited to see it filling up the way that it is. I want to remind you that this is a weekend you do not have to be a mom. This is for any woman who is uh, needing to be encouraged in her walk with the Lord. And I promise you, you guys will come and be refreshed and you will leave excited about what God's got uh, planned for you in your future. So February 26th and 27th, you can find out more about that at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash come away. Also, I wanted to just remind you, if you have not yet left a review for this podcast, we would love it if you would do that over at iTunes. And you can just, if you would leave us a really quick review, that helps that podcast stay in front of moms who need encouragement. So I appreciate the comments that you're leaving and the reviews that you've done so far. And they make, some of them make me laugh and some of them have just been so encouraging. So thank you so much for continuing to do that. So I want to talk to you today about kind of picking up where we left off on Monday. I was talking to you about the movie Deadpool and my frustration over the comments that were left on my Facebook page after I suggested to parents that maybe we wouldn't want to let our kids go see that movie. Maybe we wouldn't want to even see it ourselves based on what was in it. And I was surprised at the backlash. And so I addressed that a little bit on Monday. And today I want to take it just a step further and talk about Um, what it means to be um, guiding your kids in the culture today. So, you know, we have a rating system in Hollywood, right? We rate our movies a PG, and that stands for Parental Guidance Suggested. So it's PG-13, and they want you to, like, if your kid is under 13, they don't really want them coming without their parents. Why is it so important that we shepherd and disciple our kids? Well, the reason it's important is because our kids are just like we are, (laughs) right? A moment of silence for being just like we are. And so now we're dealing with all of these things in the culture that we weren't dealing with even five years ago. And our kids need their parents to be in the Word of God so that they can get the guidance that they need. The Bible says that the heart is wicked. Who can know it, right? My heart is wicked. Your heart is wicked. It is sin that separates us from God. And the only remedy to that is to accept Jesus as your Savior and then to begin to grow in your relationship with Him. And I want to challenge parents today, just like I did the other day, you cannot give your children what you don't have. So if you don't have a growing, breathing, living relationship with the Lord Jesus, you can't pass, you can't uh, disciple your children effectively. You just won't be able to. The Bible has a lot to say about what 
God expects for us after we become Christians, after we are born again. The New Testament writers were very, very direct about the areas in which they expected Christian growth to take place. And I wonder if if in this day and age, we're not doing that enough. We've sort of gotten lazy as believers, right? We're not in our Bibles like we used to be. We've gotten, we've kind of done the pendulum swing. It used to be when I grew up, it was sort of a legalism thing, and we tended to get really warm and sort of sloppy in our legalism. And then we went, then we were like, hey, wait, we're free in Christ, right? So then the freedom pendulum swing, 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 and now we're way at the other end of the spectrum. And we are flaunting our freedom in Christ, and we're not growing in Him anymore. A really good example of this happened again. Uh, this happens to me a lot on social media. We were talking about um, raising children and what it takes to raise children. And someone said to me, well, it doesn't really matter, right? Because the culture is going to teach our children. Boy, I couldn't disagree more. The culture is going, yes, the culture is definitely going to influence uh, your children, but you need to be growing in your relationship with the Lord so that the primary influence in the life of a child is you. You're not, you are not here to give that job to a teacher. And I just want to clear something up really quick. I know that uh, many of you know that I homeschool my kids. Um, I spoke last week at great length about gender neutrality and a lie that, the lie that I believe is being uh, perpetrated against this generation of kids, a spiritual darkness that has really fallen over us in terms of sexual sin in particular. And I think the movie Deadpool is a perfect example of that. We've become numb to what the Bible says is wickedness. And so let's just call it what it is. We've we've become absolutely numb to it. And I mentioned in the podcast my firm belief that if one of my children was to come to me and say, say one of my sons came to me and said, Mom, I think I'm a girl, I would love the heck out of my son. Nothing about my relationship in terms of my love for him will ever change. My love for him is unconditional. But I know in my heart that my son is not a girl, and I would not I would not further compound the struggle he is having by lying to him about who he is or who God created him to be. And I had a woman write to me, very frustrated, and she said, you know, um, and she was responding to the comments that came on the post. And honestly, you guys, I was a little disappointed in the back and forth and what seemed to me to be um, very immature rhetoric among Christians back and forth at each other. And at one point, one woman said to another woman who said her husband, she said that her son was struggling with, I think it was homosexuality, either that or it was transgender, I can't remember, but she said her son was struggling with it. And one of the responses to her came from a woman who said, you obviously don't homeschool. And that broke my heart as a homeschool mom. I want to just clear up a misnomer. I think some people believe about the homeschool community, and I think some people inside the homeschool community believe it, and that is this this lie that homeschooling is the answer. Homeschooling is not the answer. Homeschooling is a wonderful tool in the hands of godly parents. It is the most, I think, the most effective way for parents to be able to disciple their children in the culture today, but it is not the answer. The answer is Jesus. The answer is a living, breathing relationship with your Creator. And so to think for even a moment that we can just rest on our laurels because we're homeschooling is absolutely a lie. And we need to be, as parents, um, embracing 
walking with the Lord and growing in relationship with Him rather than depending on a formula such as homeschooling. I love that the Bible says, some might trust in horses and some might trust in chariots, but I will trust in the name of the Lord. And I think I've said this many times, um, we can translate that into a lot of different things, right? I, some some might trust in homeschooling, some might trust in a political process, some might trust in a president, but we, the children of God, we are called to trust in the name of the Lord, and we are called to grow once we become Christians. We're not supposed to be uh, drinking milk for the rest of our lives, right? We're supposed to be growing in our walk with the Lord. And the Bible in the New Testament, the authors of the New Testament gave four specific areas where they are calling for those of us who know the Lord to begin to grow once we accept Jesus and become born again. The first area that they say that we're to grow in is to grow in faith. Now, of course, faith is obviously, that's what makes us Christians, right? That's the one characteristic that a Christian is known for, It is his faith. But we're often identified as believers. Jesus called a disciple one who believes in me. But what is faith? Is it superstition? No. Faith is trust. We are putting our trust as believers. We put our trust in the living God. That's why it's so important, that verse in the psalm, some might trust in horses, right? They're going to trust in horses. They're going to trust in that horse is going to get them from point A to point B in a battle, and they're going to win it because that horse was so strong and so fast. Some might trust in horses, some might trust in chariots, but we trust in the name of our God. We are putting our trust as believers in the Lord Jesus. And our kids need to see what that looks like. We need to be guiding them through the sort of gauntlet of walking with the Lord in in a culture that has really rejected Him. Faith is not a static thing. It should be living and growing. Once, Jesus rebuked his disciples, and he said, you of little faith, and he added later that if they had the faith of a mustard seed, they could accomplish amazing things for God. Our kids need us to be guiding them in the way that we are walking with God. Remember I said at the beginning of the podcast, we can't give our kids what we don't have. We can't expect our kids to have a strong relationship with the Lord if we can't model what that looks like for them. So it's plain from the Bible that there are degrees of faith, right? People that have little faith and people that have a lot of faith. And we know as moms, our faith is tested all the time, right? I mean, certainly we we're, every day we're given opportunities to demonstrate how much faith and trust we actually have in the Lord. The second area that we are called to grow in is to grow in love. Jesus actually summarized the law by bringing the Old Testament commands to love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind that you found in Leviticus, and then fulfilled them in the New Testament. Paul declared love to be the fulfillment of the law, and then he added that love is greater than faith and hope. Indeed, the greatest of all the virtues. And as I watched that post kind of ticking away on my Facebook page last week, and I heard Christians going back and forth talking about um, issues that are defining us as a generation, I didn't see a lot of love. And we need to be loving each other. We love people that we disagree with. I think it's a lie that, uh, that love does not exist apart from the truth. We talked about this last week that we've been told that the two of them can't go hand in hand. But Jesus demonstrated by the way that he lived his life here on the earth, they absolutely can go hand in hand. And in fact, they need to. If we claim to be believers, we should be known, the Bible says, for our love. They will know we are Christians 
by our love, not by the fact that we homeschool, not by the fact that we go to church. They're going to know that we're believers by our love. And part of loving someone, particularly when it comes to our children, is guiding them and walking alongside them and not growing weary in doing good. How many of you listening to this right now are just like, you know, you've had it? Right? Motherhood has knocked you down for the last time this week. It's it's Wednesday. We're only halfway through the week, and you're already like crying uncle, right? I know exactly how that feels. It takes a lot of perseverance to raise a child. And God is saying, if you'll come to me, I'll give it to you. And not only will he give you the perseverance that you need, he'll give you the love to match it. Your kids need to see you walking uh, before them in love, not only the way that you love them, but the way that you love other people. And I really hope that the discourse in this nation begins to change. I told you uh, in the podcast on Monday that I was sorely disappointed in the uh, the last presidential debate because it just doesn't seem very presidential to me. I'm watching and I'm thinking, wow, we have lowered the bar so low in this country that we don't have even common courtesy for each other anymore. Love, women, is a fruit of the Spirit. It is evidence that God is at work in us. And if we are growing in Him, we should be demonstrating it in the way that we live our lives. The third area is that we're supposed to grow in is knowledge. Uh, Christianity lays a great emphasis on the importance of knowledge. And uh, I want to talk to you about kind of the, the difference between knowledge and wisdom. So when we're talking about growing in knowledge, we're talking about growing in our understanding of the word, actually getting in there and studying it. That's why the scripture writing is so important. And that's why reading your Bible every day, setting some time aside to get to know the Lord is so important. We are supposed to be growing in our understanding of the Lord. Now, the world esteems knowledge, but a different kind of knowledge. The Bible talks about wisdom. Wisdom is knowledge that's applied, right? So wisdom is taking something that we've learned and understand and applying it in real life. And as we grow in our understanding of the word and grow in our knowledge of God and of his love for us and of of the standard for living that he has set forth in the Bible, then the fruit of that should be wisdom. And this is where it's so important to remember when when we're uh, training our, our children and when we're guiding them through the circumstances they're going to come up with, through the things that they see happening in the culture around them, through which movies they, they go to, that's where the knowledge that we have gained from the Word of God comes into play and manifests itself as wisdom. So it's a wise mother who says, you know what, I realize you want to go see this movie, here are the reasons why you're not going to see it, and here are the reasons why I'm not going to see it either, because it's not pleasing to the Lord. I wonder if we're asking the Lord, Lord, may the, um, the, the thoughts that we're thinking be pleasing to you. We need to be growing in our knowledge of the Lord Jesus and of his word. And the last area, the fourth area that we are called to grow in is holiness. So growth in holiness is a process that, that we as believers call sanctification. So sanctification is really just becoming more like Christ. We talked about this in the last podcast. It's learning to have the mind of Christ so that when we're making decisions, when we're choosing what movies to see and what we're going to allow in our homes, that we are um, that we are adopting the mind of Christ because the Bible says that we have the mind of Christ because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. And we need to be growing in holiness. We are called to be set apart in this generation. Holiness is Christ-likeness. And I talked about this uh, the other day in, in Ephesians 5, where the Apostle Paul is saying, these are the things you want to stay away from because you love the Lord. So grow in knowledge, grow in holiness, grow in love. 
and grow in your faith. Your kids are watching you. You need to be on your knees. I do every day. Because this parenting thing is not for the faint of heart. I'm always telling moms, if it doesn't drive you to your knees, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) You're doing it wrong. We need to be praying for each other. And then asking the Lord to give us the kind of guidance that comes from the Holy Spirit so that we can shepherd our children for such a time as this. For more encouragement, visit me online at 